0: This company's never been more profitable. You mean hugely profitable? I like it. Dayporter.com presents the Profitable Cleaner, a podcast on commercial cleaning sales and entrepreneurship. The one podcast that's not afraid to discuss real sales strategies with real cleaning professionals that produce real profits
1: and real results.
0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Profitable Cleaner Podcast. I am super excited for today's episode. One, we have my co-host back, Angel Sandoval, now a married man. I don't know if he's produced a uh, episode since he's been married, so uh, the married version of Angel Sandoval. Uh, but more importantly and more interesting, the reason why you're here and listening is to learn from the one and only Michelle Lefevre. Uh President of Expand Your Edge. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing??
1: Uh, James and Angel, I'm doing awesome and I'm so excited to be here. It's so great to meet you guys and have the opportunity to, to be here with you on your podcast. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm just I'm just thrilled. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Well, let's jump right into it. So I want to give people a little bit of insight on who they're speaking with and or who they're hearing from, I should say. Uh, You talk about expanding your edge. I know you're a leadership coach, you're a consultant, uh, you're a Berkman consultant, which I know we're going to dive deep into. Tell people kind of who you are and what you do.
1: Okay. Um, Well, my sort of sphere of expertise is helping entrepreneurs uh, transform their businesses into permanently profitable businesses so that they can um, basically that supports their lives um, without sort of sacrificing it. And so they can focus on what most what matters to them the most. And so I do that in a very, you know, a few different ways, you know, using the tools that I have. Um, the Berkman, I'm a certified a profit first professional. So it's just sort of look at like what the hierarchy of needs are for their business and sort of hone in on that
0: to to support them as best I can. Okay. Let's actually start there before we talk Berkman and, and personality traits. Explain to people listening right now, Profit First, obviously, uh, Profit First is actually one of the probably more mentioned books on this show. I think it's up there with uh, a few leadership books that have been mentioned and the Bible, of course. Uh, But multiple people have mentioned Profit First. There's obviously a Profit First program and people like you that are Profit First experts. Uh, Tell everyone listening what that is and what that means.
1: Uh, great question James it's such a it, it was it, the book is written by Mike McCallowitz who is kind of a um i just think he's a very sort of prolific writer and um entrepreneur and he built he builds these like simple systems without them being so simplistic that really helps her to get to the root of what a lot of entrepreneurs sort of face in terms of challenges and and the profit first methodology specifically addresses cash flow and um personally in my own business um I actually read the book back in 2018 and I, I was, I had just moved back to, um, the States from Australia. So I was just rebuilding my business here. And I read the book and I was, I was still too new. So I was like, this is such a great system, but I don't know if I'm sort of ready for it. And I, I'm kicking myself because I really wish that I had done it then because, you know, cut to like three, um, till last year. Uh, In the summer, I was like, uh, I was noticing with my clients that, you know, with, you know, the shifts with the market and everything, they were experiencing some significant cash flows, you know, at various stages, whether they're multi-six or multi-seven figure businesses, like the challenges were the same. And I thought, and it started to have a ripple effect on my business. So I'm like, okay, I just need to sort of double down and dive in. I had been sort of swimming around the thought of really learning the um, methodology myself personally, um, and so I inquired about, you know, getting certified. It's primarily uh, uh, for bookkeepers and accountants, because it's, you know, but because it's behavior based, it's a very it was a very unique fit for me with the Berkman, because the Berk, the Berkman is a behavioral based assessment. So I I could really see the synergy of using the two together. And so I went through the process to get certified. And so it's a really powerful tool to help entrepreneurs you know, especially if they're like the biggest challenges is like, if you don't have a cash reserve for, you know, two to three months, up to six, even 12 months, you can really run into a lot of problems, right? Or so if you're paycheck to paycheck, or you don't have enough for your quarterly tax payments, um, it can be so stressful. And so that's that basic sort of foundational need. And so I start, I I went through the process and got certified and I've been rolling it out, helping my um, clients roll it into their business. And it's just been a game changer um, yeah. And the process itself is that Mike outlines in the book is pretty, it, it's very straightforward. Like you can literally like implement it by reading the book. It's the, um, but the accountability piece and the implementation is, is hard without a, uh, a guide to sort of walk you through the steps. But the gist of it is that you set up sort of five basic foundational accounts. So, um, real revenue owners comp, uh, an account for profit and, um, Operational expenses and tax. Yeah. Okay. And, and so um, you're, you're basically, it's like a way to sort of bucket your accounts into different, those quadrants. And so the, the philosophy comes from, he uses Parkinson's law as the example of, of why this system works. And Parkinson's law is about like the, we, the time, Angel, do you know Parkinson's law? The
2: little bit, little bit. It just came up recently and I don't know why, but I can't remember why it came up.
1: So it's basically we use the resources and the time allotted. So if you if you think of you know applying it to time, like my son's in high school right now. So if he's got two weeks to do an assignment, he will take two weeks to do an assignment. There you go. (laughs) And so so Mike's applied it to you know in a really brilliant way to sort of managing cash. And so for cash, it's like if you've got you know if all your money from your business is going into one account and you see, well, I've got lots of money here. You just, you know, we're sort of spending it without a lot of intention, like thinking about, Oh, I've got quarterly payments. I need to sort of earmark this money for. And so we can sort of run into a lot of issues there, especially if we're not like high numerical, you know, or really like if numbers aren't our love language, which that's really for me, you know what I mean? So, um, it's it's a way to sort of use your behavior, but in a in a way that serves you versus sort of puts you into those precarious situations where you don't have enough cash in your business.
2: So before we go, we turn this into like a profitability conversation or an accounting conversation. Um, tell us a little bit about the Berkman because I, I have a few questions already based on what you just said. Um, but yeah, tell everybody what the Berkman is a little bit more on, on that portion real quick. That way sure. we can get into the get the good stuff.
1: Yeah. So the Berkman is a, um, it's a behavioral assessment. It's a, a, it's like a, it looks at sort of our perceptions. It's a perception analysis and it identifies, um, your strengths, your underlying needs, what you need to be successful in your role or in life in general. There's, there's so many different applications that you can do. It's a very deep, uh, tool that is used for personal development, interpersonal, di- you know, sort of diving deep into team alignment, interpersonal dynamics. The, the applications to it are quite endless. It's, there's very few sort of on the market that go that deep. And so it's very comprehensive. It's like drinking through a fire hose when you get a review,
2: <laughs> but I have
1: it. it's, yeah. yep. Yep. But it's very powerful. And so it's what you like with any tool, it's like what you do with it that matters the most. And so it's a really, it's like a shot of, you know, in of adrenaline of awareness initially. And what, then it's like, what's okay, the difference
2: now, between that and the disc? Which one do you, why do you like Berkman more than disc?
1: I mean, disc. Are is you familiar great. with disc? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I okay. mean, I, I mean, I'm not certified in that or anything, but yeah. when I was working in healthcare, they use the disc quite a bit. And I've got colleagues that use the disc. Um, disc is a great profile. The, the, the Berkman goes underneath and to, to identify behaviors you can't actually see. And so mm. it, be- it becomes a, a really good tool for whether you're, um, you know, it's f- part of your recruitment process. If you're trying to create alignment from a behavioral base, you know, with your values, you're drawing in the right people, the A players, um, to make sure that they're, you know, sort of fit for your culture. Berkman is a really good tool to help with that. And um, yeah.
2: So, okay, all right, let's get into it. I'm excited. So, so basically, um, you, you hit on two things, uh, you hit on profitability, like the profit first, right. Um, and then you hit on Berkman. So you said that since you knew Berkman and then you learned profit, you realize that a lot of it is just a behavioral base, right? Like the profitability. So like the profitability of, uh, would you say that the profitability of a business is a behavior is like a reflection of the behavior of the leader in the business? Oh, <laughs> Or the financial person, like my CFO or.
1: Yeah. So, uh, oh, Angel, that's that's really insightful. So, yeah, what I see and is um, typically like wherever there's challenges in the business, if you know, depending on. So if you go to the top, usually it's a reflection or an extension of what is sort of potentially going on with the owner. You know what I mean? So if um, and, and sometimes and it shows up in a sort of a neutral, objective way on the Berkman not all owners want to sort of go there that it's more like the external focus on like, help me fix the problems out here. I've got some team dynamics and whatnot, but, but more often than not, I'm like, it usually is sort of, it rolls down from the top. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So it's like the,
2: so someone right now hearing this is like, Oh man, I'm struggling. Cause okay. So we're in, we're in the commercial cleaning um, industry, right? Margins are already low as it is, but the more we talk with people, there's there's a huge spectrum of like financial literacy in a lot of them. Like you see some that are like, yeah, I'm going to win these contracts with lower margin, but somehow they have a when you bring it all the way down, they're more profitable than someone that's going after a huge margin and somehow still losing money. Yeah. Or 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 are getting down. So you're saying that 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 could be, not that it's a definite, but that could be or most likely is a reflection of the personality of the of the leadership team that you have built that focuses on finances and
1: whatever. yeah i mean i i would sort of qualify it more as the behavior yeah behavior sort of sort yeah, of like behaviors. those underlying um what they're naturally drawn to what you know sort of you know the on the berkman that measures interests like what gives you energy what doesn't give you energy and one of the scores is actually numerical so if you've got a high numerical score like numbers are really easy for you you know it's like you think Breathe, sleep numbers. So it's kind of like, again, like your love language. And then if you have a low score, it's not necessarily a reflection of skill, but just means like you prefer to sort of stay high level with it. Um, You know, sort of like, you know, and it, you know, looking at your PNL or your balance sheet or a cash flow analysis, it's not as comfortable. It's not as natural Um, until, so it's like until there's an issue, <laughs> you know? So, so yeah, the reflection is, it's, it's more of a, um, a compass than a map. Okay. So it's like giving a signal of like, for me, like if I'm yeah. hearing about something uh, that someone's having some challenges with their cash flow or sort of figuring out like, do I have enough money to hire someone in the business? It's like, I'm going to look at the Berkman to see like how that is actually showing up for them personally. And mm-hmm. then, you know, if they're open to it, then we can kind of go underneath and sort of work that out. But the, the profit first program actually addresses works with that behavior. So it's like, you can, you can I, you can f- basically fix the problem by using profit first, but then there's the deeper issue of like, okay, well, how's that actually translating to their personal finances, right? Like, yeah, and so and, it's- and I
2: think you even said it like you need the accountability and the guide, right? It's one thing to know that this is what I do or this is the 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 this is what I need to follow on profit first, but then understanding that Berkman, it's almost like you can create, like you said, a compass. I li I really like the compass idea, almost like a signal. It's like a signal that that tells you, hey, even though this is what you're trying to accomplish, this person is more this way. So they they might get in the way or you need to like reel them back in, right? Like you need to be on it. It's interesting you say that. Now I'm looking so for those that don't know, I'm looking at my I have a Berkman test. Now I'm looking at it and I just realized, hold on, you just said something that just tripped me out. <laughs> um so it's funny. So, so if James and I are trying to, let's say we're growing the company, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It says here how you restlessness is one of the thing it measures. Yeah. <laughs> it says how you prefer to focus attention or change focus and seek ver- varied activities. So if James and I were to hire, like, let's say this is not me. Let's say this is someone else. If James and I wanted to hire a a finance guy, like our our bookkeeper, let's say our CFO or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it said here on the restlessness, their usual behavior that on the one concentrates attention well, and then on the ninety nine likes a variety of simultaneous tasks. I'm at a ninety out of ninety nine <laughs> on that, right? <laughs> um, but if I if we're hiring someone and we get this from there, right? They probably would they be an ideal CFO? based on, cause they're like, they're not really going to be focused on like the one project behind the computer that I'm giving them. Right. They're trying to, and which makes a lot of sense. They're trying to do multiple things at multiple times.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. So that's a great question, Angel. And, and so it's like uh there's a couple layers to that. Right. So in terms okay. of, so when you're looking for someone that's going to fit Um, you know, the CFO role, yes, you definitely want someone that knows the numbers is really good at what they do. So, so then we kind of look at the, the numerical score, which is in the interest category. Typically what I see is like, you know, CFOs, um, COOs, accountants have very high numerical scores, CPAs, not always, but for in, in general, they're very comfortable with numbers. That's kind of like where they live. Um, yeah. Okay. But so the, when you look at the components, which is what you're looking at with restlessness, that's, that's a, that's a score also. Yes. You like a lot of variety, you're kind of like you're able to pivot pretty easily, but you're there. There's also a lot of flexibility built in there. So if something comes up, like you can, you can adjust your focus. Obviously we know that multitasking gotcha. is a myth, but it's like, it's a skill to be able to be responsive in the moment. Right. And adjust. So you, depending on your culture, you might want someone that can do that. And also is good at the numbers. So,
2: gotcha. so it's kind of coming the back to the, breaks yeah. down deeper, huh? I just realized I, I just showed you that, but there's interest. There's the other. Okay. Gotcha. So what does the Berkman break into? Like that personality, like, let's say I were to take it right now or I'm listening to this and I'm like, I really want to do this for my leadership team. How, mm-hmm. what is it going to break down? Is it just interest? Can you, do you know what those breakdowns are?
1: Yeah. So there's awesome. three main categories. Um, on the signature report, which is what you have in your hand. There's also some advanced reports depending on what the company needs to be looking at, but on the signature report, it's going to break you into sort of three main categories. So at 30,000 feet, which is the map. Okay. So you'll see that in the, in the lower right corner, that's going to basically look at your behavior from, from a very high level of what your interests are in general. And so Berkman breaks us up into sort of four main categories Red are um, people that are sort of the doers, action takers, implementers. The green are all about people, influence, motivating, inspiring others. The blues are the thinkers, uh, creators, and sort of like all about strategy, big picture. And then the yellows are all about systems and processes and sort of analyzing, okay? So that takes you up to a really high level. So that's a really powerful tool to map out your leadership teams, kind of looking where mm-hmm. everybody is. And so you can see sort of where they sort of, um, where they sort of group. And if there's any, any boxes or squares that you don't have. So sometimes I'll work with teams and they're really heavy on the green, um, really heavy in blue, but they don't have a lot of implementers and like people are taking action or they don't have any yellow. So, so systems are an issue. (laughs) There's a team that I work with now that they're, they're blue, green, and red. But there's no yellow. And that's where they struggled. It's like with systems and processes and like doing, you know, sort of repetitive tasks and sort of analyzing um, the data there. So that that's a really helpful way to use it. So that's the map. And then we look at the interest. So the interest take you to 10,000 feet. OK, so the interest, a, uh, a good way to think about the interest in terms of energy, right, like things that energize you. Berkman's not measured on a intensity um, on, on a grading scale. It's an intensity scale. So we look for the really mm-hmm. high scores. So anything seventy above are things that tend to give us energy, like charges up. Like I, yeah, we don't mind doing it, right? We actually it energizes Enjoy. us to do it. Yeah. yeah, and it's not a reflection of skill again. But if we're interested in it, we're probably going to put in the time and build out the skills. And then anything sort of lower than thirty, these are the areas where you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, sort of focusing on your strengths, what you're good at, what what things that sort of, um but on the interest um categories, if you're looking at those lower ones, again, like coming back to a numerical, like if I'm a low numerical, it's like, yes, I'm not going to want, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be a CPA or an accountant or even a CFO, but it's like, I still need to know my numbers, you know? So yeah. it's like, I don't want to like the, the, our natural tendency is to like, put it over here. Right. And so it becomes sort of a blind spot, but it's like bringing it in the front. We don't have to like be the best at it, but we just want to be aware of it. And so it becomes very intentional um, how to like use those scores and how they start to layer on each other. And then, and then at the ground level is the component. So this really angel and James is where the rubber meets the road. Okay. So, so it's when those um, interests uh, the needs and, and the stress behaviors that can come when the needs and the environment don't match. Okay. So I skipped ahead a little bit. So on the, on the map, we've got the categories, right? And so you'll, you'll see four symbols. The star is going to show your interest. That's what we're talking about now with things that give you energy, things that sort of balance your energy and things that drain your energy. The, um, the diamond will show your usual strengths. Okay. Your usual behavior, which is, can actually be your strengths. Okay. When everything's going well, this is what I can count on James and Angel to be sort of coming from that place. Okay. And then there's a circle and a square. So the circle is um, what you need to be successful. Okay. So that's the underlying thing. and That's what's really helpful with the Berkman is like, you know, with these other profile tests and sort of analysis, like you don't necessarily see that. It's like, you're seeing their strengths. You're seeing what motivates them. You're seeing, you know, stress behaviors that can show up too. like, if things aren't, you know, aligned with what they need, but it, it, this dives really deep, like what I need to be successful in what environment, you know, this is a match. So as a leader, it's really important to sort of know that so you can meet, you know, your team where they are.
2: Awesome. And so now you're, me. now you're creating incentives and rewards based on per person versus as an individual. Right. Right. Cause now yeah. you're looking for those things. It's interesting. I'm going to have to dive deep on, on mine and, and read this. I have a, I have a question unless you do James, before I jump, kind of keep going. So obviously like, again, I'm staring at mine and I know like there's some, there's a beauty to personality tests and knowing them deeply. Why do you think most, most people are not doing this though? Because mm-hmm. I, it's funny enough, like I've been in a lot of companies, we've, even here uh, with us like we've talked about it. We've never pulled the trigger though. Is it a lack of education? Is it a lack of, Just knowing how valuable it is, or is it a lack of 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 marketing by the Berkman Berkman marketing team or whatever, where we actually don't know until somebody else from a higher up brings it? Like, what? Why are people not using it? Because now I'm reading it and I'm like, this is my book. Like, if if someone's my leader, like this is the book that you need to follow. And it's kind of weird because even I'm looking at it, I'm like. I would say that I love money as an incentive, but then I'm reading this and I'm like, you're right. I would rather have quality time with my leader versus money. Right. Which is really weird for me. Cause I'm like, what that doesn't make, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Right. So, so like my incentive, well, actually this one's weird. My incentive says, usually I'm 25, uh, but my needs are 71. So does that mean that I don't really, I show that I don't, I'm not really like a, Like I don't need an incentive to work hard, but in reality I do.
1: Oh no, 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 no. So that, that lower score is just all about like, you're very, um, it indicates, it suggests that you're very team oriented, like what's good for the company is good for, you know, but that underlying need is it's important to have that sort of individual sort of recognition or compensation. And and so then it's like, I'm, you know, you're going to be sort of a, and that's a very, that's a very dominant sort of social pattern is like, Hey, I'll, I'm, I'm all about the team, but you know let's talk about how this looks for me, right? Like, um, you know, and as a founder and a, a co-business owner, it's like, that's important, right? It's like, like, why, you know, why are we here to create? Like it's obviously to serve and make a difference, but it's also there's the financial piece, you know? So it's just, 100%. it just sort of brings that into light. But to answer your question, um, Angel, it's like, it, it can be a, a combination of things. You know, the, the Berkman is it's an investment. And so it's really it's something that, and Berkman is international. So it's a, it's a very widely used, so there's millions of uh, people and companies in the database. So, but it's at, it's, it's sort of on par. It's a very robust assessment. So to use it like, you know, growth minded leaders are looking for tools like this, especially that are really invested in sort of developing their teams. The, I find that the leaders that are, that are interested in using it are really, um, they 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 really support their team members growth and their own personal growth. And so and they see the benefit of having that as a you know a, a leadership development team. so if they're looking at sort of creating bringing up their lead, their growing leaders into sort of higher positions or if there's interpersonal challenges that they're experiencing on a team it's a very helpful tool to sort of bring objectivity back to it because there can be a mm. lot of reactionary behavior so again, like what I was saying, like when the needs and the, um, when the needs in the environment don't match, or when, when I've got, if I'm coming from one side of this per- the perception spectrum and someone else is somewhere else, I might clash with them because there's a gap of perceptions between us, but it's, it's, it's like a way to sort of disarm it and diffuse it in a way that feels sort of safe. And like, and so that we can have the conversation, we can agree to disagree, but it's coming from respect and sort of being able to sort of hear the other person where they're at, but a lot of times that gets lost in translation because there's there can be a lot of charge that comes through, and so we kind of go into those counterproductive negative behaviors, which the Berkman shows very clearly how that shows up. So um, it's it can be really helpful like that, and in terms of like how yeah, it's really like a, a lot of times like people will hear about the Berkman from someone like, Hey, this is a great tool because there's so many out there.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that is true.
1: Um, But once they start, you know, like people have their preferred method of, you know, of assessing their teams, you know, for Berkman is, is just one of many options. It's a very, again, a very powerful one. The the Hogan's another one that sort of is on par with Berkman in, in terms of its depth and analysis. And also not all the tests are are valid and reliable. Berkman is. It's been scientifically proven you know and tested over and over again. It's validity, so not many can say that, so that's why it's such a, a powerful
0: tool. I have a I got two questions here for you, Michelle. The first one, I'd be curious to learn what got you so passionate and into like the Berkman testing and what what drove you there right? Like what in your life changed to make you dive deep into the Berkman? Um, maybe I'll let you answer that. And then I'll, I'll ask a follow-up to that.
1: Okay. That's a great question, James. So I, I was very fortunate that um, when I was st- starting out early in my career, I worked in as i um, I've got a degree in kinesiology and um, exercise. And I worked as an exercise specialist for many years at a hospital-based wellness center. And uh, my, my, one of my closest friends from college, her mom was a Berkman consultant. This is a long time ago. <laughs> okay. And she, um, I was sort of, you know, sort of paying my dues and sort of moving up the ranks within this hospital based clinic. And she offered to sort of take me through the Berkman because she could see that I was, you know, very driven. And I, I, I just always wanted to sort of be better and do better. And, and so she took me through it. So she introduced me to the tool at a very young age. And I honestly didn't know, I didn't know the power of what I was holding in my hand at the time. I thought this is really cool. It's really interesting. It's so it's like, how did it extract this from those questions? I mean, it's kind of mind blowing once you experience it. And so I kind of just, I had it printed out and I kind of tucked it in a folder and I would refer to it over the years, right? Like in my personal life, you know, relationships, like again, there's so many applications to it. And it was so it, the results stay very stable over time. If you are, um, unless you're going through like something very significant, like a a traumatic event or a life change, like then it, then it's, then the scores can actually shift. Um, and what I've found is like, if you're doing really deep work on yourself, it can also have an impact on the scores. Um, and so I used it throughout my life and, and, uh, it became just sort of a, a really sort of helpful, again, it's like a tool is just a tool until you actually really start to use it. Um, and then when the opportunity presented itself in 2014, um, I was, th- I was living in Australia at the time with my family and thinking about what I wanted to do t- because my kids were a little bit older. I was like, I was ready to sort of go back into the workforce. I had sort of left it to, you know, have kids and raise them. And, um, The Berkman was always on my mind. Like I thought I I loved when I worked in healthcare and held various director level positions. I always was, I was always the first to raise my hand when the consultants came in and were offering sort of coaching. I was so into it (laughs) and, um, they would do different assessments. So that's when I learned about the disc, you know, Myers-Briggs and various other ones, but none of them from my perspective, again, this is just my personal opinion, held a candle to the Berkman with how the depth that it went to. And so when I had the opportunity, I noticed that there was a a certification opportunity in Singapore. So I flew to Singapore in September of 2014. I got certified and then I just started from there. (laughs) And then when I, the the crazy part, James, is that when I moved back to Colorado, the, the, the person who introduced it to me, my, my friend's, um, my friend's mom, um, she was still a consultant. And uh, ironically, so I had a, I, we live sort of on the same block now. And when I came back, she's like, Hey, what are you doing? And she, she was always sort of a mentor for me anyway. Um, but what are you doing now? I'm like, you wouldn't believe it, but I got certified in Berkman and I'm, I'm using the Berkman. She's like, Oh, that's really interesting. And so that sort of planted a seed with her. And six months later she was kind of moving towards sort of retiring. And she's like, why don't you come with me on one of these trips? Let, let's let me see what you can do. <laughs> And so that sort of, when I moved back, you know, I was just sort of getting my my feet on the ground again. And so I started to, as she sort of phased out, I phased in and, you know, with her top clients. And that was just such a gift to have that opportunity. I mean, I'll never forget that piece. And and she saw, you know, she watched me and sort of had guided me. And so I learned a lot from her in that process. But so the Berkman's always sort of been my go-to and it's my foundational go-to when I'm working with people, because I just know the power in it. It's just, it's, it's something that's, it's hard to put into words until you experience it.
0: No, it's awesome. I, I'm like, I need to go take this test because two of the three people. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, it, yeah we'll get it. We'll get it through Michelle here. here. Um, um, Oh, you have one. I just have one last question, I guess, for you here, Michelle. I want to talk about like, like rolling this out. So like, this like, sounds great. Uh, you know, you're really excited. You want to learn more about yourself. You want to learn more about your team. Uh, So like once companies get the results, whether that's with the team, their leadership, whatever. Now what? Like, so then, like, what's the actual, like, like, what's the next steps once you get the information, you get the data, a little bit more clarity, then what happens? What do you typically see see happen, evolve once they understand each other a little bit more?
1: Yeah, James, another great question. It, it really depends on the company and their needs, and sort of what they're wanting to use it for. If it's if it's used as sort of a, a team alignment and development, so that could look is a couple of different ways. Um, typically, what I see is that the executives go through it, and then that can actually lead to sort of one-on-one coaching, especially like depending on how you know if, if they're looking at sort of leveling up their own leadership skills and sort of moving into another level. It's a really powerful sort of stepping stone into that. And then it's like, and then it's like rolling it out to the teams and for the teams, you know, that can look more like in sort of group format. So it's like the reviews, it, it really depends on how far they want to go with it, but it, it it's typically like, yeah, doing f- group facilitation, sort of taking them through it. So there's like, this is how we're working together This is how we can be more better together. Here's our strengths. Here's how we complement each other. And then, and then it sort of rolls into sort of using it as a recruitment tool, you know, sort of to bring in new players, like how they're going to fit in, what behaviors are we looking for? How does that align with our values? So it's like, there's, there's a lot of different pieces, a lot of parts to it. But the, the main thing is like having the, you know, the owner sort of go through it themselves so they can kind of really experience. And then, and then from that, a lot of conversation comes like, oh, wow, I can see that, you know, my VP's could really benefit from this and probably some side coaching just because they're having some challenges with managing their team or, um, there's a lot of, again, a lot of different applications to it. Does that help answer your question? No,
0: absolutely. I was just wondering, okay, you got the paper, like Angel has now what? So awesome. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I think it's definitely like it's a personality test, but it's a, like a insight into the individual. I have two questions before because I know we're running into time here, but I have two questions that are not specifically Berkman. Okay, um, they're just fun questions. Okay, <laughs> uh, that have to do with personality. What makes up somebody's personality? Okay, oh, what would you say makes up somebody? Like, what are some top three major factors um, that make up somebody's personality? I'm assuming like growing up, right? The nurture, like how you grew up, uh, what you experienced in life, culture, right? Is there anything else that, cause I think like it's cool to know your personality, but it's, I, I, I don't know, I, now I'm like trying to go deeper. I'm like, what made what made this guy in this report, you know? So for people right now, you know how people always say like as a leader or even with, with your partner, you're just like, ah, oh, that's just their personality. When I hear that statement, pers- like that's just the personality what does personality entail usually? What, what are some influences for personality?
1: Okay. So Angel, that's a loaded that's question. A really, <laughs> a really, yeah. yeah. And I'm not a psychologist. So, um, and, and the Berkman actually doesn't go in. So the, the behavior pieces, right. Especially like the counterproductive stress behaviors that can be visible when the needs in the environment don't match. Like Berkman actually doesn't go into sort of how that came to be. It's more like, gotcha. here's what's happening. What do we need to sort of help this person get back to their center? So they're working out of their strengths again. Um, I think
2: what, what you just said right there is huge. Cause I think sometimes even us as leaders, I, like sometimes when I see someone act a certain way, like my first trip, my first uh, go-to is let's get to the, let's get to the root of it. And yeah. I think in a professional, in a professional setting, the bigger your company gets, that leads to the root you can get to. Does that make sense? Cause I think what you just said is interesting. Getting to the root is more like post-traumas, how they grew up, what's going on, beliefs, perceptions. But it's almost like the Bertman lets me, like, where they're at. Meet let lets me meet them where they're at now and be able to like influence the situation instead of fixing them internally. It's more influence the situation to to like provide almost like a better environment for them, which is really interesting. Now I don't have to get into like deep deep psycho psychology conversations, which happens a lot because i'm not a licensed psychologist we're not licensed but like you said now it's like hey instead of doing that this is where you this is where they're at this is how you meet them let's influence the situation through understanding their personality so it's almost like a cheat code sounds like a cheat code actually (laughs) interesting
1: yeah. I mean, and, and not that, I mean, that work that you're talking about is very important, right? Because that, that's also like something like it, but it's really in, that becomes really up to the individual if they want to go that deep and sort of find someone to help them sort of support that. But one thing I would say, Angel, that, um, you know, the Berkman does sort of look at sort of, I look at it as like the Berkman sort of identifies your baseline operating system. Okay. And so when you go into um, stress, negative behavior or, you know, counterproductive behavior, then you're dropping into what I refer to as sort of your lower operating system, okay? And so that could be another way, you know, coming back to your question, I mean, that could be, you know, this is going down the rabbit hole a little bit, but um, sort of the lower self, the shadow self, like how that sort of manifests itself, okay? And then, and then but what we wanna be looking towards is how to use the Berkman to sort of elevate, to access the higher states, so, the mm. best version of ourselves, the higher self, you know, the real self. And so, it's like the, to do that. Are, have you guys read um, the book Turning Pro by Steven Pressfield?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You have? Oh, so good. So, it talks about amateurs versus pro. And so, am, yeah. yeah. And so, the amateurs are comfortable sort of staying in their lane, right? In that comfort zone, because the Berkman will show you where the edges are. And where the edges are is, is the resistance. And so to go pro, you need to be able to work through the resistance, not push through it, not push it down, not power through, which we, you know, like you got to push through your, but that's counterproductive because that creates more stress and we're using more energy. We're, we're depleting our will power when we're actually doing that. So, so when we're looking at like those higher elevated states, it's like, that's the core of the work that I do when I'm doing the one-on-one coaching is I help leaders access that more on a consistent basis. And I use the Berkman to say, here's where you are. Here's where your edges are. And that's hence the name of my company, expand your edge and, and sort of teach them how to sort of lean into that and expand into that. So there, so that those challenges, which are inevitable are going to come up in business, right? At every level of every stage that you're at, but the suffering is not. Okay. So the suffering is we create our own suffering when we go into that, those reactive states. And it's like, it's hard for us to come out of it, you know? And so we need help to come out of it. To but to be able to access that higher level, um, that higher operating system, it's a practice. Okay. 100%. So and Stephen talks about that in the book. It's like to be able to sort of do something. And Stephen Covey's actually also talked about sharpening the saw in your yeah. mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual um aspects of the self. So so that's really where the the deep work comes in. And for for your listeners that are like they all seem very growth you know, oriented and growth minded. It's like, you just need to have a willingness. And it's like, if, if, if you're seeing like through these patterns sort of show up and um, that are starting to repeat themselves, or it's like these challenges come up, it's like, I just, you know, you're trying to get to the root angel, right? It's like, well, I, I also need to try and get to a higher perspective so I can see mm-hmm. it more clearly.
2: Yep. Cause you
1: can't solve a problem by the, by the same consciousness that created it. So it's like, we have to get oh, to a higher. Right.
2: I wish you had like a, Whoa. 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 <laughs> that, that line right, we just kind of passed by that line. What did, whoa. You can't you can't solve a problem with the consciousness consciousness that created it.
0: Woo.
2: What a line. Sorry. That, a, that's
0: the mic drop moment. That's wow. a, I mean
1: it's, that's that's sort of based on there's a quote that's very that's very similar to that, you know, like you can't prob- solve a problem from the same the same level that created it, you know. So
2: hundred percent. But I take it it's to the so consciousness true. level, yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And then if we go deep, now we can get, yeah, we can go down the rabbit hole because now we get into like the subconscious mind versus the conscious, but, but that, that line right there, I think was the key. Like when I think of Berkman, when I think of the coaching that you provide through the Berkman personality, like that, that answer right there, whenever, for example, I've always struggle with personal finances. Now I'm really good at business finances, which is really odd. You can ask James, like I will, I, I'm like, I get obsessed with margins in business. But I never obsessed with <clears> the <throat> margins and my personal finances. And I'm over here just making a ruckus, like a mess, right? It, it ended up happening. Oh, this is like a weird word. I've never used the word ruckus. Um, <laughs> but what happened, like you said, a, level, a different level of consciousness. I started getting exposed to different people, started learning different information, started seeing myself as a wealthy man versus just a man that's living the moment. And I started doing these practices. And now I was telling James, like, I'm over here, like, okay, if I was a business, now I see myself as a business. That's the new consciousness that I provide. I'm like, Mm. now I look at my bank account and my relationship, my marriage as a business. I know it's weird to say, but like, okay, if we made money today, how much goes into tax? How much goes into profit? How much is it just to spend for like, I look at it like software to scale, but for me, it's money to scale my relationship. Okay. Like now I started looking at it with that conscious level of consciousness. I've been able to make strides. So it's kind of cool what you said. It's, can't fix the problem with the same level of consciousness. That is huge. Huge, huge, huge. Yeah. I, it, sorry. Go for it. Go for it. No, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, Angel,
1: just I um I remembered, you know, sort of when I was sort of doing my due diligence and sort of some homework before in prep for this. Um I was on your LinkedIn and the quote that you have there, you never know yourself until you see yourself under pressure. So it's true. so it's like it can be very revealing, you know, um, when we're when we're tested and when we're challenged and the, cho- it comes back to choice. Like, who do you want to be in those situations? Who do you want to model to your team? What kind of leader 100%. do you want to be? And so that's where the practice comes in. And so, um, the Berkman is, again, it's like, it leads us down that path of how to become, you know, sort of unlock that, that higher version of ourselves.
2: Yeah. Man, I I know that I'm going to, we're going to call it. Cause if if not, I'm going to have, like, my brain is already thinking of questions and subset questions and statements. But I think that's going to be more of a personal session. Maybe I'll have to do a one-on-one over here. But Michelle, I don't know if you have a question, James, I think before I... I
0: think I would just, you know, give a shout out of where people can find you. Uh, if, if, if they're wanting to learn more about Berkman, Profit First, or just you, Michelle, uh, we'll link everything in the show notes. And uh, yeah, where can people find you?
1: Uh, yeah, LinkedIn or... Um they're welcome to send an email to me, Michelle at expand your com, uh, or on my website, there's a connect form so I can fill that out. So a couple of different ways. Yeah. But yeah, just love meeting new people and especially people that are sort of interested in sort of working on themselves, helping to make a difference and have an impact, you know, through the work that they're doing. It's just, I, I just love it. I just love it. Well,
2: michelle, don't leave after we end the podcast here, but thank okay. you so much for being on the podcast. We truly appreciate it. It's so awesome. I, I'm obsessed with finding a better version of myself, right? Like I have, like, this is my wedding ring, but it's actually like an aura ring so that I can track my sleep. I, tra- I got one too. Aura power. James. <laughs> Activated. James, I know, right? James, we both took the Berkman and we both have aura rings. We're going to get you an aura ring and a Berkman test. That's the next step. <laughs> there you uh, go. No, but But you're right. Like, I love finding a new version of myself. I know James loves doing that and pushing himself as well. So, like, Whoever's listening to this, take this as a get obsessed with what's in there, what's in your heart, what's in your mind, what you're capable of, because that's the only way you can challenge others. The other way, get them a Bergman personality test and get them out get them out into their higher operating state. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you so much. Thank you both. God bless.
1: Such a pleasure.